Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. I felt like I looked like Joe Exotic. So <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I literally thought I like just was like, cause I put my hair back like, and it was like in a, I have a mullet. So it is weird. I'd, I've never been one who could really wear a ball cap and look cute. I think I'm not that. I don't know why. Yeah, I've seen you wear ball caps before. You always wear them. Little trucker uh, hats. Yeah, I guess if it's more like a trucker hat, but like the regular cap caps. Right. It's not your deal. Okay. Also, the tech is just being a dick right now because also I did click save 15 times and this happiness diet page isn't updating in the one spot, which is so bizarre. Okay. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we got some really great questions in the Facebook group and y'all are awesome because we uh, have some great questions and we're going to answer those bad boys um and we're gonna have people joining us live as we're as we're speaking right now yeah we are so um some great questions that came up in the facebook group and y'all don't not have to have your videos on if you don't want to of course we want to see your faces but if you don't want to have your video on you absolutely do not have to have your video on but we would love to see your face and obviously uh would love to hear from you guys obviously use the chat section however much you want to um but danny we have some really good questions in here well first of all like what's been going on with you what's what are you up to what are you doing oh my gosh um so y'all know my mom has had her challenges she got cancer and she was doing really really well in february and it started she started getting bad um, she, her tumor started to grow back and she ended up getting five radiation treatments and she, it's just been such a challenge. She started like wetting herself mm. and I've been having to help her go to the bathroom every time. And she goes to the bathroom a lot. And so I'm at home, I'm working, you know, from home, which is nice that I can do that, but it's constant interruptions. And yesterday she had a really hard day. She f- I was sitting at the counter because I was kind of tired of running in and out of the room. So I was kind of near her, didn't hear her trying to get up. And then the next thing I know, she's bawling, screaming, and I run over, she's on the ground and she fell trying to get out of the chair. Mm-hmm. And then I helped her get up and she was crying mostly, I think, cause she one cause she fell and she was embarrassed, but then she peed herself. So I took her to the bathroom. She just started smacking herself on the head and she just so angry with herself. And it's so hard because like, she's not choosing this and you know, it's just hard to calm her down. And then she ended up falling again last night, trying to take her clothes off. So my dad ran in to ask me to help pick her up. And she's just been so frustrated and she's just not able to put sentences together very well Mm -hmm. lately. And it's almost like my grandma had dementia and I'm just feeling like it's PTSD from that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been that extreme. And then I'm working on a Ted talk, which is really exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's coming up in New York city this, and I'm stressed about it, but excited about it. 
um, yeah, doing a lot of stuff for work. So it's just like, I'm getting this momentum, which feels really good. And then I keep having to jump up and help and jump up and help. So it's such like a, just a, like, I don't know if y'all have had, you know, parents, um, who are like, you know, obviously getting older and like having health stuff. It's like one of the things I don't think you're ever ready for. No, no. right. You're like, it's someone else's job, right? Nope. And you know, you think it's supposed to be a certain way. Cause my grandma is still alive. She's 86 and she's like in a home. And I, I had this conversation with my dad last night. I said, kind of as a joke, I was like, maybe we could put grandma and mom together and get like a BOGO, you know, they could be roommates. But, and then I said, seriously to him, I go, who do you think is worse off mom or grandma? And he's like, I think your mom. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, I think my grandma's in better shape than my mom, which is devastating. Mm -hmm. You know, she's 25 years younger. Yeah. And so it's so hard to see someone who's basically like a senior citizen. Well, I mean, I guess she is, she's 62, just turned 62, but with the mind and body right now, like a 90 year old, it's just, it's just so, so difficult and it's just exhausting. And, um, but I, I feel better about it than I did at the beginning of the month, but it's just a constant, you know, we're in this waiting, waiting period. I just did a post about this called the waiting place. And it's like, we kind of need to see if the radiation worked or didn't, and then we can make some decisions. And I don't really want to make any decisions until this TED talk's over either. Right. I need to, I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. So I could just focus on one thing. And then it's just, you know, then it's a matter of tough decisions to make, you know, mm-hmm. if she gets, she starts to get better. That'd be great. We, I really think worst case scenario is the cancer's gone, but her brain stays the same. Mm. And that's something that I, wasn't even thinking about facing. And that was a new consideration last night that my dad and I talked about, which was kind of scary. Yeah. Brain stuff is just so unpredictable and so scary and so not fun. And I think, you know, it's funny because we had a couple of comments from gals in the, in the Facebook group asking or talking about like, Hey, can you talk about, I love the episode you done getting older, um, and like being 40 plus and like, how does that feel? And you know, this being the best decade. And it's weird because on one hand you do have so much life experience and you have so much wisdom and things that you've like lessons you've learned. And you're kind of like, yes, I finally feel comfortable in my body. I, f- I feel comfortable in my sexuality. I feel more established. I feel, um, you know, all those things, but on the other side, we are navigating our parents getting older. And like, I feel like no one really talks about this And we're, Of course we're navigating like some of the weird things with aging too, but it's like one of those things you just don't ever feel ready for. I mean, everyone, I don't know if you guys remember, like, I don't know when you're like 25, you're like, Oh my God, that person's 40. Like, it just feels so old. Then you get here and you're like, I don't feel old. Like, I feel like I'm just getting started in a way. Um, and so it, it's definitely been an interesting, like place to be, we're navigating some stuff with uh, Keith's family right now. And I won't give all the details, but it is definitely one of those things where we're in the waiting period as well. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not, it's not super fun, but, um, and someone asked about self-care after 40 as well. So <laughs> well, like, I and then Danny a- was like, I don't think I have any advice there. <laughs> you, well, do. you know, I actually, this has been a really interesting thing the last, so this started in October. So I guess it's what, six months now or yeah. Yeah, six months. So I kept having people when I was going to the hospital every day, just messaging me and saying, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And reminding me, and I was like, yes, but also it's but also, so hard. I mean, I wasn't, totally. eat, I wasn't eating. Um, I was hardly sleeping. 
I lost 10 pounds really quickly. I mean, I was just constantly feeling like I was an adrenaline and I understood what they were saying. I'm like, I get it. I do need to take care of myself. I can't afford to be sick. And so like when I had the opportunity to go to Austin to hang out with you guys, I took it and it was, and you, you even remember this too. I was so stressed out about leaving her but I, I had to get away. And so the, the reminders of people telling me you got to take care of yourself helped. Although at some, t- sometimes I'm just like, you don't get it, but I, I think that it's well-intentioned and I think it is important. And okay. What does that look like? It doesn't look like I'm going to be able to, you know, take a week off and go in a hotel, but it maybe does look like asking someone over to come over and just help with her for a few minutes. Or if someone was offering to make a meal, I was like, yes, because that was one of the extra things I had to do. Now, suddenly I'm taking care of her and I have to cook for her and clean up and, and then like hiring a housekeeper now, like we have somebody coming to clean every other week because it's just, it's just too much. And so self-care can be out, can look like outsourcing, right? It can look like delegating. It can like the automating stuff. It can look like saying no to things. It can, you know, it can look like a whole bunch of different ways. It might, you might not be able to leave, but honestly, like self-care even can look like working on your Ted talk, even like just having that time. Um, I was really grateful around your 40th birthday when I was able to take you away for a couple of days. And we did like, you know, you came to LA, we went to San Diego and like whatever. And um, I know it can feel like I'm missing something or I'm whatever, but I agree. I think you have to refocus and you have to charge your own battery first to be able to come back to you. And I know I've talked to you obviously the whole time. And there were moments where like your patience was really thin and that's not like a judgment about, it's not bad. Yeah. It's like, that's how anyone would fucking be. In fact, you probably were way more patient than most would be, but that's not benign, you know, like you can't just be like constantly on edge. You have to go and you have to take some time for yourself and just do different things. So let's just say with even just maybe not talking about taking care of an ailing parent, what are your, what are your self-care practices these days? Just, just in general. Um, I'm trying to get, yeah, I'm trying to get more sleep again. Like before I was really freaking out and waking up early. And I kind of yesterday, it kind of bit me in the ass because she got up early and it's literally like a toddler (laughs) y'all. Like she got up. Did I send you the video? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I woke up and the kitchen was a mess and there was yogurt and tomato juice and like uh, avocado that she somehow like ate with her mouth, uh, like this, the skin. And there was just a mess and there was things, boxes open. And so I was like, shit, I should have woke up early, <laughs> like before she got up. But for me trying to get sleep, cause that is, I know I'm way better one. I, I don't know. I feel like I need more sleep than the average person apparently, but that's really crucial to me. And I was not putting fitness as a priority when this all started. So I have been making sure I leave the house, you know, around between four and seven at night and going to the gym. And it's like, I'm not even doing very much. I'm there for 20 minutes and I'm out, but just that I'm getting out of the house and doing that. And then the other thing is I'm trying to get back to like, we have Organifi, they were a sponsor. I'm like, I'm writing on the thing just to like drink a green juice. Cause it makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy. <laughs> so I'm trying to get back into that habit. Like just first thing in the morning is having a green juice before my coffee. It's happening on a cellular level. Yeah. Even yeah. if it doesn't, it's funny. Like I talked to some people, like I go get IVs every once in a while. Yeah. And you know, people are like, do you feel different? I'm like, no, no, I don't right. feel different, but I'm also just like, it has been doing something. They're pumping like a ton of vitamins in, like, I'm sure it's working on a cellular <laughs> level. I don't expect to like, and also, and we've talked to this before. I don't really ever feel bad, you know? And yeah. that's not like bragging, but like, people are just like, oh, when I stop drinking, I just feel so much better. I'm like, I feel the same. I know. I like, we'll stop yeah. drinking for a month. And people are like, oh my God, is your sleep so much better? I'm like, no. Okay. Oh, hey, you know what? Actually about that, speaking of self-care is I started drinking again. 
and I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) So we took off. So we did the eight weeks to eight and we took off time and actually I didn't even finish. We started drinking in the middle of that too, but I didn't drink a lot during the end of 2020. And I took some like 40 days off in the middle and I've been having a glass of wine the last couple of nights and I feel fucking amazing. So (laughs) that's self-care to me. It is self-care. Adding alcohol back into my life. Yep. And it's like, okay, yes, you're taking care of an like a parent that needs your help. You're not like chugging like two balls of wine a night. Like, and that's how you're coping with your stress, right? Right. Like you're, doing, right. you're having a glass of wine to like relax after the gym. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not extreme. That's good. Um, I mean, what about yours? What are your practices? Uh, definitely working out for sure. Um, you know, we got a sauna a while back. We got Jade sauna actually. And so I've been trying to do that. I have a heart, like it's sometimes I, I get like impatient in there though. I'm like, I know I need to like sit there and wait for myself to like get sweaty and like whatever. And sometimes it takes like 20, 30 minutes. And I'm like, like, I just like, don't know what to do in there. Yeah. And it's too hot to have my phone. I mean, I think Keith brings his phone in, but I'm just like, I can't have it in there. Um, but I've been feeling a lot better with that. I mean, just been feeling good, especially like dealing with like a shoulder injury. Um, I mean, for me, it's walking, it's working out. It is, um, for me, I'm a big, like quality time person. So having time with family and friends, like close time, um, even if it's just for an hour or two, like quality time for me is really big. And I mean, like, I'll just say it like masturbation. Hello. Like just (laughs) self-care, loving up on your own self. You know what? I haven't done it. I haven't done that in a while. Just like, I think I just, no, I just, I haven't, I think my sex drive when I'm alone has been not there that much. I think I've been, I've been edging on adrenal fatigue again. I got to say I've been edging on it. So I think that's why my sleep's been, I started to try to up my supplements and I've been watching it and I'm like, uh, I gotta, I think it's like the crash after that whole three months of dealing with my mom. I feel like it's start, I'm starting to crash. So I'm just being very, very careful and noticing. Cause I think sex drive was a big one that happened before and it's not gone but it's not the same right now. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, I mean, God, stress <laughs> takes a huge toll yeah. on all of your things. So you know what else I've been doing? The sauna reminded me, I just bought this light. So Sierra, uh, she was on her podcast. What's her last name? Nielsen. Yeah. Sierra Nielsen. Sorry. She was on this. She was on one of our episodes. I saw in her Instagram story, she had this red light and I was like, Ooh, I want to know what this is. So I go on Amazon and I buy this light. <laughs> So I've been laying under this light for 20 minutes a day and it's usually, like infrared or what is it? Well, it's this one actually, it has like three lights. So there's red light, which is supposed to help with like inflammation and like you can put it over injured body parts. So again, talking about things that we don't know if they work or not, but whatever, I'm just doing it. <laughs> so, um, and then this light actually has three different wavelengths. So there's like a blue light, a yellow light and the red light. So I was looking up red lights and then I saw this one with all of the colors. So I was like, well, obviously I have to get all of them the blue light is supposed to be for acne. So I was like, okay, this, you know, I had this breakout. I'm like, let's see if this works. So I've been laying under this light usually around two in the afternoon. Cause that's when I usually need a nap. And I'm like, okay, if I lay under the light for 20 minutes, I can kind of like meditate zone out, get my light therapy and then start my afternoon. So that's Very been nice. my, my new little light therapy. Little Don't ritual. Know if- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, y'all can put in the chat section, what you do for self-care would love it. I know that a lot of y'all are probably moms. And that's a different set of circumstances. I know it can be a little bit tough, especially when you are a mom and you're feeling responsible for all the things, all the people, all the household stuff. Um, you're probably like, gee, Jill, I wish I had 30 minutes in a sauna to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear what y'all do. Um, we had another question from Tara, and I thought this is a good one. 
she was saying that she really enjoyed the episode on turning 30. She turned, I mean, sorry, turning 40. She turned 40 last year and she's never felt better or more herself in her life. It's exciting. I agree. It's really cool. Um, she thinks she said uh, maybe a good topic would be to how to not feel stuck in difficult situations, how to make your mindset turn around time faster in difficult situations. So I'm not sure exactly, exactly what you're talking about. Maybe just things that trigger you, things that are, uh, make you feel insecure. I'm not sure if we're talking like I'm stuck in like a relationship I don't want to be in. I don't know if we're talking about job situations. You know, mm-hmm. I think sometimes I talk to, and you know, you do too, like a lot of people who feel like they're kind of stuck in a, in a job they don't love. Maybe they're stuck in a relationship they don't love, or maybe it's just a tiny thing that happens and you're just like, I have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a friend or a family member and like, or I'm just getting triggered when she mentioned what, how to turn your mindset around faster. I'm thinking she's maybe talking about insecurities and sensitivities and maybe just kind mm-hmm. of when you get that emotional sort of hijack moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my first thought is, I don't know if I said this on an episode before, but, um, my Ted talk is actually going to be talking about kind of starting over, taking a step back to basically turning a setback into a comeback. And so there's three things. And uh, these are three C's that I think you can do. And I think this can help even with getting stuck. So if it is a job or a relationship or any one of the things that, that Jill stated, um, I think number one is control, finding something you can control. So if you're feeling stuck, sometimes like you just need to move. And I know Jill's really big on just taking action. What is the action? I don't know. Sometimes it could just be something that has nothing to do with where you're stuck. In fact, just doing any different thing could help. So I give this example a lot was when my ex had the affair, I had to do something like that was out of my control. I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't control him. I couldn't control what had happened. I wish it didn't happen. And so for me, it was like just waking up every day, getting dressed, doing my hair, doing my makeup. And that was a big deal, mostly because I wouldn't even do that normally because I worked from home and I stay in my pajamas a lot. Um, but also because I knew if I stayed in my pajamas, that would be this downward spiral into staying mm. in bed. And then I'd be crying and then I wouldn't, you know, I just would not live my life. So getting up, doing something I could control, just getting dressed, doing my makeup, doing my hair. Then the second one, um, is confidence. You have to build your confidence. And for me, confidence means confidence comes from the consistency of the things you can control. So if I'm consistently getting up, getting dressed, putting on my makeup every single day, soon I'm building up my confidence muscle. Or when you're going to, when you're a beginner at the gym, you start to build your confidence, not because your body looks better. And maybe that's part of it, but a lot of clients start to build their confidence because they know what they're going in there and doing. And they're feeling stronger because they're, they're doing something every single day. They're keeping a promise to themselves. So confidence comes from doing something you can control consistently. And then the third one is celebrate. So whatever little progress you're making, you need to celebrate that and celebrate it over and over. Even if it's so minuscule, like Yay, I got dressed five days in a row, or I went to the gym 10 times and last year I didn't go at all. So celebrating those small things, I think that can help you get out of the, the stuckedness. Um, but I don't know exactly if that's what she was going. So I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's really hard, especially if you are getting like that. I love those. And I think if you're getting like an emotionally hijacked moment, um, 
you know, that's what's really hard is like, you can know, especially if you guys listen to this podcast, you probably are on some level, like kind of aware of your BS, right? You're like, ah, I'm doing that thing. I always do. Or I'm like, I hate that. I feel insecure about this, or I hate that I start, I'm sensitive about this, or, you know, so you probably have the awareness that of when you are getting triggered or when you're getting sort of that emotional hijack moment. Um, so for me in those moments, I try to, it's so hard because like emotionally hijacked, like it's so hard to change your sort of perception of the situation in the moment. Um, but I typically will try to, um, think about the person who I want to be, what they would do in this situation. So this is the, as if principle, I think we've talked about a couple of episodes before, but it's basically acting as if you are the person that you want to be. So for example, if I get triggered by something, if I get, you know, sensitive about something, I always go like, cool, the person that I want to be like, how would they respond in this situation? They would probably try to see it as clinically as possible. They would probably try to give the benefit of the doubt. They'd probably try to see it from the other person's perspective. They would probably try to, um, you know, like choose a perception that serves them and maybe not take it personally or reaffirm their own self-worth or something like that. So I think for me, whenever I think about mindset shifts, it I love talking mindset. I mean, I hate that word because I feel like it gets thrown around so much, but really what I mean, and I just say it because Tara said, how do you shift your mindset? To me, another word for mindset is just perception. And there's just and perception is subjective. Literally, I get to choose. So sure, some things are facts, but we always add additional details or we make assumptions, we make judgments, right? We, uh, we think we know something that we don't know. And so I think you can choose to maybe not take it personally. You can choose to give someone the benefit of the doubt. You can choose to feel in your power. You can choose to reaffirm your self-worth in that moment. And also reaffirm that you have other options. I think, especially if we're talking about maybe like relationships or dating, sometimes if we get, or even business really, like anytime there's an opportunity, like maybe a business door gets shut or a friend leaves our inner circle, we always feel the loss of that so much more than we see the potential for gain. So I try to remind myself that I do have options. I have options. I have other business opportunities. I have other people in my life who really love me. I have, you know, a relationship potential. Like I try to think about all the other opportunities and that's hard because that feeling of loss is so powerful but I always try and think about, okay, what are my other options? What is, what could this look like instead? Um, and I think that that really helps too. And it doesn't always work, um, at least in the moment, but it, I've been able to shift my mindset pretty quickly. So even if it's not happening in the moment, like even a couple hours later, I can be like, okay, that was a huge emotional hijack. I can totally see what that was now. And then asking myself, like, why was I insecure on that? Like, why, what was it about? What was I feeling? And oftentimes it comes down to, I was either, you know, maybe I was embarrassed or I'm not seeing my full worth, right? Or I'm like, it, it, there's always something that explains why you're feeling that way. And so just reaffirming to yourself and also be just being kind to yourself, I think, right? Like always choosing self-compassion, always choosing gratitude if you can. Um, so anyway, this feels like a really open-ended question, but I'm not sure if we kind of hit on what exactly she was asking. Yeah, I think um, just reminding yourself there is a choice and yeah. and perspective uh, is, is really everything. And I, I read this sentence from A Course in Miracles and I just always use it like a mantra, but it's, I, I choose to see this differently. So you can sit there in a moment and just say, I choose to see this differently. And just seeing that suddenly 
you almost force yourself to look at it in a different way. And just by shifting a little bit, like just a different angle, looking at something another way, you can start to diffuse that like hijack, the emotional hijack you get. And it doesn't always work right immediately, but at least maybe after a few deep breaths and walking away um, and giving yourself a little bit of time, you can start to see it differently and think more clearly. Totally. Yeah. You know, I always think about, we've talked about this before where like, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but that like a week before your period is like so emotional and it's just hormones. And we absolutely know that it is, but it's so hard to like, even though you can know you're like, okay, this is hormones. Yep. I'm getting ready to have my period. I know I'm PMSing. It still doesn't diffuse the emotion. Like it still does it. Like you still feel it just as strongly. So like, you know, for men who don't experience this, they might be like, well, you know, it's your period. Right. So like it shouldn't matter. And I'm like, yes, I know. And also (laughs) I'm still fucking mad and I'm still fucking sensitive and I'm still want to be, I still want to fucking leave and like not come back for a couple of days. Like you still have all the feelings, even though, you know what I'm saying? You still have it, even though you intellectually know it helps to know like, okay, so he's not going to, I'm not going to like live like this, Yeah, but you also still want to act however you want to act. Well, I, you know, you do know, but you don't like, I forget every single month, I forget every <laughs> single month. This literally, this happened about six days ago. I was, I don't know, talking to something about with Jeff and I was getting all teary and starting to cry. And then I started laughing at myself for crying. And then I was like, wait a second. I pull out my app and I'm always between seven to 10 days. Usually like day 10 is where it just definitely starts, but seven to 10. Sure enough, I opened my app and it says 10 days. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, this is so stupid. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, I take myself too seriously and I get too upset, but it is real. You're just so grr, but yeah, totally get it. (laughs) Um, okay. I thought that was good. We have another question from, I thought this is a good one from Lindsay. Um, and it's cool because this is all about having a spouse or it being in a relationship with someone who's not an entrepreneur and doesn't understand all the work and time it takes. So setting boundaries, work-life boundaries, building a business with a spouse that's not an entrepreneur, which is interesting because you're dating an entrepreneur and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So it's a definitely a different. And when we were married, thing. you were married to an entrepreneur and I wasn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so wish you, know- you like better. Uh, you know, it's, I don't think it's the entrepreneur versus not, I think it's the drive versus not. So I think if, if I was with a person who was driven, who's not an entrepreneur, that's something that appeals to me. Um, yeah, it's more about ambition than it is about their career, I think, but it's, it has its own set of challenges. That's for sure. Um, because with an entrepreneur, one, they do get it. But at the same time, you could be, you can feel like you're competing with them or, um, you know, when it comes to working as an entrepreneur, you know, your income is a little less stable. So, you know, if you're both entrepreneurs, you have to be ready for that and have, you know, these ups and downs versus if you're with someone who's not, why they may not get it. They're also maybe providing some stability for you to be able to do what you're doing. So there's pros and cons to to all of it, I think one of the things is that I don't think you necessarily have to make them get it. Um, it's just, I think all in all, we just want to be respected for what we do. And maybe 
maybe she feels diminished or some, I think sometimes, and I think I, I remember this at the beginning when I was first doing online business, my husband would come home and he's just like, you're just sitting on the computer all day, or you're just on social media all day. And I'm like, you have no idea what I've been doing. And I've been messaging. And you know, it's like, I felt like he had no idea and he didn't get it. He's like, oh, it's so hard. You're on Instagram. (laughs) Right. Right. And so I think for me, it wasn't about, I felt like he just didn't understand it. He didn't get it. But I think what it really felt was that he was diminishing me and making me feel like I wasn't doing anything real. And so that was really looking back more my own insecurity Mm -hmm. than anything. Um, So I don't know, maybe, maybe that resonates. Maybe it doesn't, but that could be a potential thing is, are you feeling insecure about your stuff and you're not making it yet and you know, you will, and maybe they're just waiting for you to like, Hey, are you going to bring in the money? There could be pressure there. So there's a lot of factors that could be the real underlying issue besides. Yeah. I could definitely. Yeah. I, she kind of said time, which I'm like, okay, you know, I totally understand if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're a digital entrepreneur, you know, like work doesn't ever stop. There's literally an infinite amount of things you can be doing all the time. There's like, there's no shortage of work. You can always post more, you can publish more. I mean, you can create more shit. So like, I think this actually comes down to like self boundaries. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that. I think this really comes down to, and this is one of the things I will say in the first, like maybe a couple of years of internet business is the hardest. Cause now I think you and I are very good with boundaries. And to be honest, I don't like to be working all the time. You know, my first couple of years, my first like three to five years, I like always want to be working all the time. And like, and I still work to me isn't stressful. I don't need like a break from it. I just enjoy having and making time for and carving out time for my partner who is not in this space. But I will tell you, coming from being with someone who was an entrepreneur and being able to talk about business all the time and being really pumped about it. So I want to validate if Lindsay is in that place where like, she's so pumped about her business and like, that's amazing. If you're in your first few years of business and you're like so passionate about it, you want to be doing it all the time. You want to be talking about it all the time. And you want to talk about it with someone who like gets it and can validate your excitement. I loved that in my marriage. I will say that I think it probably, um, I don't want to say like diminished the sexual tension. Like we always had great sex life, but I think because we were literally like working with each other all day and they were like, okay, we had to like make a definitive effort to be like, okay, we're now in like, we were in like work mode and now we need to be in like husband and wife mode. And we had to like Mm -hmm. do a distinct with Keith. That's like, one of the main things, because I don't share my business. He's obviously willing to listen to it, but he doesn't really understand it too much, which has kind of made me like have to have boundaries anyway, to be like, cool, I'm turning my work off now. I'm closing my computer. We're going to have time together. We're going to have sexy time. Like it's, you know, so it it does change the dynamic. And I really, and I was telling you this, like, even just like last month, I think we were talking about this. I really enjoy it now. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy the sort of calm part. At first it was really tough for me because I had things that I wanted to talk about where I was like, this launch is going sideways. I'm really nervous about this. I'm pretty stressed out about this. And he would just be like, I'm sure everything's going to be fine. And I'd be like, that's your fucking answer. Like it just, I was like, I wanted so much more, but he couldn't provide it because he didn't understand. Now I'm just like, I don't, if I want, you know, I go to you or I go to someone else in my life who understands it. And now I can just really appreciate him for who he actually is. And that was, it took me a while though to validate Lindsay. Like it does take a while to be like, okay, who in my life is, does what? Maybe my spouse isn't my business, like sounding board, right? They're my like, you know, have amazing sex and like turn the computer off and like have dinner together. So I think creating rituals, uh, quality time rituals so that they feel 
appreciated and seen Mm -hmm. too. Because if you love your business, you want to be doing it all the time, but they're probably like, what am I chopped liver? Like what? We're not going to spend any time together. They're like, Uh, I just worked eight hours. I just came home. I would love to like have some quality time with you. And if you're like, I got to do this thing and like, sure. Every once in a while, but you also need to communicate that then. And here's how I would do that with Keith. And I have had to do that with him. I'm like, Hey, um, I want to spend time and I want to go to the beach and I want to, you know, cook dinner. But right now I have to get this email done. What do you think about tomorrow catching sunset? Like, I'll, I'll just be, I'll give like another time that we can have quality time. And he's like, sure, that sounds great. So I think communicating it in a kind way, but also making space for like, you, you can't just be about work all the time. Like you have to find space to have like sexy time with your, with your partner. I agree. And I can see that that is one of the reasons why a partner wouldn't be on board with it and wouldn't be supportive that was another big thing. So they're like, where do I fit? Yeah. My ex-husband would come home and he's like, you've been on the computer all day. You've been in. And also I would be on the rest of the night. And he used to just get so upset. He's like, you're always on your phone. You're always on your phone. And I was like, you don't understand. Cause for me, I had to reply to every comment, like as soon as it got posted and every, now you wouldn't do that though. Now you're like, yeah, he was probably right. No. And he was, and that was a big shift was I had to start putting boundaries up around my phone time and putting the phone away. And so I'm a lot better at that. Now there's when I'm with someone, I try to put my phone away. I put it face down if we're having dinner or put it in my pocket or somewhere I can't see it. Um, and there are times where it's just, it's not appropriate. And so if you do have a partner who's not supportive or doesn't get it, maybe it's because what they see is they're getting ignored. You know, generally they're like feeling, I hate to say jealous, but they're like, and maybe not jealous, but neglected. And they're going, Hey, yo, I come home every day and you're just over there on your computer. Like, what, what are you doing? So, you know, not to put blame on anyone, but you do have to set up boundaries and make, figure out what your priorities are, you know, and your business can be a priority. Um, but if you want your marriage to work, that also needs to be a priority. And like Jill said, maybe you have a deadline or some, a launch coming up and it's going to be crazy, but if you can let them know what's happening and when it's going to end, that always helps. I mean, it's like, you know, a train, it's like, if you're running maybe, and you have a trainer and they're like, just start running and you go, okay, how long? And they're like, I'm not going to tell you just keep running. Well, that's going to freak you out to just run. And you, you could be running for an hour. You could be running for 20 minutes, but if they tell you 30 minutes, you go, okay, I can get my mind right for 30 minutes. Even if they say an hour, you can get your mind right. But if you have a never ending, we don't know when this is going to end. That causes so much anxiety and frustration and blah, nobody wants that. So let them know when is it going to end? When are you going to be able to give me some time? How, how is that going to look? And if you can communicate that, I think that will go a long way. You know, you mentioned, um, this, when you said like at dinner or whatever, I'll put my phone face down or whatever. I thought, I think when you get better at boundaries around this, you actually get better at presence too. Mm. Like to me, I'm always hyper-focused now because I've been so much better at boundaries. I'm always hyper-focused wherever I'm at. So for example, if I'm spending time, quality time with Keith, I'm not going to like be constantly picking up my phone and like doing Instagram, right? I'm going to be like with him 100%. It also forces me to get really good at being focused in my work when I am working, because I know, you know, he's off tomorrow and I want to spend time. So I will literally be so much more focused and productive during the times that I am working. I'm probably, I'm actually probably working more now, but I'm, because my focus is so much better. I, the compartmentalization that happens as a result is really nice. I'm either like 100% there or I'm 100% off. 
And it actually has made my life a lot better versus just working at like 50 to 60% all the time. Like mm-hmm. that's going to burn out anyone. So mm-hmm. for me having these, this sort of oscillating presence, this oscillating energy throughout the day and throughout the week has been really helpful. So I think if you're feeling like your spouse or partner is like wanting more from you, um, it's on you. Like at the end of the day, like it's on you to like form the boundaries. And I think that's what Lindsay was saying. Like, how do we form boundaries? It's communication. Like at the end of the day, it's like communication and also knowing yourself, how many hours do you need? How much time do you need? And then get really fucking good at being focused and productive when you do sit down to work so that you can be off at some point. Yeah. Um, and I never had that until I started dating Keith actually. And I was like, wow, I'm taking weekends off for the first time my entire Mm -hmm. life. And it was really nice. It's been nice. Yeah. That was actually a boundary I had to do in my marriage was we decided weekends and having that time and like cutting it off at least one day, at least. Well, I mean, it's not like I don't jump on Instagram every once in a while, but like for the most part, I have big chunks. I'm not like at my computer all day, Saturday and Sunday, like creating lead magnets and sales pages and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I might do like some light social media, but other than that, it's nice. It was actually really nice. Once you kind of like, I think you kind of hit it on when you were like, I felt like I need to respond back to I think that's also a big learning curve too, of realizing that just because social media is happening 24 hours a day, doesn't mean you need to be responding to it 24 hours a day, right? Like the DMS are going to be there tomorrow. No one's going to be mad. Like it's the, so the, the comments and the things in the Facebook group are going to be there tomorrow. So like put some boundaries on yourself first, and that will help and help your clients too, by the way. So they don't feel like you're always accessible all the fucking time because then they get used to that. Um, so I think having self boundaries will help your relationship as well. I love that. Cool. Cool. I think that's all of our questions. Um, yeah, you know, what else you want to share? Well, I just saw a new post in the group that I didn't see before from February, but I think we should do a whole episode on this. So I'm going to just screenshot it and save it for the next one, but no, that was good. I loved chatting about this. It was so good. I wish we could do the Facebook live. Maybe we'll figure it out next time. (laughs) Y'all, if you are listening, you know how to do Facebook Live. Let, With I can Zoom do it on my integrated. Regular, yeah, I know how to do it on my page, I think. But in groups, Facebook Live, it keeps spinning for me. I don't know what it was doing. It was started to work well, for Well, I was able to go live, but I wasn't able to invite you. Yeah. So what do we do? Somebody help us. Help. Yeah. Help. Oh, we have an announcement. Well, should we do it on the podcast? We're in the group. By the, the time, by the time, okay. Yeah. By the time you hear it, it'll be done. So go in the group all the time. All the good announcements will be there. Even if this is later, there'll probably be another announcement later. The happiness diet.com happiness diet.com you guys. And also 1 million fucking downloads, bitches. Woo, woo, woo. So excited. 1 million yeah. downloads. And really what we wanted to do was we wanted to make the happiness diet a little bit more accessible for you guys. Um, just for a couple of days, so that y'all can celebrate with us on a million downloads. We are so grateful for you. Like obviously 1 million downloads is a huge uh, milestone. And I think when we started this, we started like we start everything. We'll see how it goes. Um, and the fact that we got to a million downloads to me for Danny and I, I think is really validating that you guys love these conversations, that you're open to them. We didn't know how it would go. We came out like blazing with the infidelity talk and stuff like that. And I know a lot of these, you guys probably can't listen to these episodes with like other people around or your kids around. 
but we just so appreciate your, um, every time you guys share, every time you guys share with your family and friends and, uh, bring new people in and get recommendations and, you know, give this recommendation to people. Like, honestly, I've had a lot of people say, I got this, this podcast was recommended to me and we don't take that lightly. And it's because of you that we got to 1 million downloads and we are so excited to continue going. And obviously we are always open to new ideas for topics, Q and A's, things like that. Anything you guys want to talk about, nothing is off limits and we'll make you feel normal. Maybe At the real least. raw and sometimes insightful. Sometimes we love you guys. Love and you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Okay. Bye.